Hey everybody, just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know some really exciting news. Now we know that this past 14, 15 months has been so, so challenging for you in youth ministry. And I don't know about you, but I think one of the great losses has been that opportunity to create shared experiences, to make memories together as a group through which we bond together. And that is why we are dedicating Limitless Festival 2021 to helping you reconnect as a youth group again. So on the 6th and the 7th of August, we're going to gather, pray, go together locally and online nationally. That means we'll be doing some live online sessions to help us to gather together nationally and providing you with a free resource of 75 creative ideas to help you gather, pray and go, go out into your communities through mission and social action locally. And we're going to be hearing your stories in a final session about how God has been using you in that way, in your towns, in your cities, in your communities. I'm really excited to think about what God could do through communities of young people all over the UK and beyond as we gather, pray and go on the 6th and the 7th of August. So to find out more, to book your place, to download the free resource and programme, just head to limitlessfestival.co.uk. I'm really looking forward to sharing in that experience with you. But for now, let's get on with the podcast. Welcome to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. If this is your first time along with us today, welcome along. Uh, The Limitless Leadership Podcast is a conversation uh, covering key youth ministry topics with with top practitioners and thinkers uh, designed to help you as youth workers uh, reflect on your practice and flourish as leaders. And we're uh, in a little bit of a series uh, right now talking about youth ministry in the new world, in this kind of post post-COVID or at least post-lockdown world? What, 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 what do we as leaders need to do to effectively reach and disciple young people uh, in this new world? So we started uh, a couple of months back. I shared with you uh, a, a talk that I did at our Leaders event, Limitless Leaders, about uh, ministry in the new world and four shifts that I uh, believe we need to make. And then last month, uh, we had a conversation with Johnny, Johnny Slatter, uh, from Erskine talking about their intergenerational approach to disciple making and, and, and to youth ministry. And today, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome along to the Limitless Leadership Podcast, uh, the director of Rain Ministries, Carl McKinnon. Carl, uh, welcome along. Thank you. It's fun. It's a great opportunity. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah, it's so, so good to, to have you with us. So, uh, Carl, uh, you and I connected just a few months ago now, really, around this whole issue of, of discipleship and disciple-making, which is the thing that we want to focus on today. What does it look like for us as youth leaders to make disciples of of the young people that God has entrusted us to serve uh, and to lead? And that's the conversation that we want to have today, Carl. But before we get into it, I'd love it. Would, would you just tell us a little bit something about your, yourself, Carl, about your journey uh, in ministry uh, and a little about Rain Ministries as well? Okay, thanks. So, yeah, my um, I was born in the States as uh, even though I moved over here in 2001, my accent still is as strong as ever. <laughs> I'm just not musical, so I can't get that whole. <laughs> but, um, God has been. Uh, working in my life around this topic of discipleship for a long time and probably because my dad's a minister and um, modeled it well as maybe we'll talk about later but when I was a teenager I got to do a short-term mission trip with Rain Ministries and it we were working with I was 16 we were working with a church in Brixton and I thought it was amazing that we got to go into the schools at the RE lessons to talk about our faith and then at break time to play basketball. And one of the young people that we talked with that week, um, I saw on the Saturday because I brought my basketball over from the US. And so I was at the BP garage getting it pumped up and inflated so I could have it with me. And the conversation, I got a chance to lead him to Christ. And, and that was the first wow. time I'd ever 
you know, I'd attempted to share with my friends back in the States, but it's the first time I ever got to lead someone to Christ. And that was just significant. And then a few years later, we were working with another church in Brick, uh, in Luton this time. And there was a young person there named Adrian that um, I've still got, I, I looked at the picture this morning that he wrote on the back and he said, Kyle, thanks for just challenging me to read the Bible on a daily basis. And that conversation with him just really stirred me so much because you know, at that time I was living in Chicago and there were so many resources and mega churches that were in some ways overfeeding the, the spiritual life of Christian young people. And wow. I wanted to be in a place where I could see God me, using me to make a difference. And for me, it's the, how do we help the Adrians in the UK um, be equipped so they know their faith, but actually more so than they can go multiply their lives with their friends and family for, for a long time. And so that kind of time in Luton, I just felt God stirring to say, move over here. Um, and so we landed in Bister. Um, again, a long story of how God seems to just line up things. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but really with the heart of, as a we, we set up Rain Ministries, primarily to say, how can we help champion and, and encourage youth leaders to become disciple makers. And um, we long to see a movement in this in this country where, you know, it's the 16-year-old the comes to faith and leads their friends to Christ. And very quickly we have multiple generations of spiritual of spiritual parenting in this one um, church or ministry. And I do, that's so that's kind of why we exist as a charity, Rain Ministries. And the main thing we're doing at the moment is trying to train um, either people called into youth ministry through a, a degree program that we've partnered with, with Four Mission College, um, or through work through a learning community structure that we um, are doing locally, well, in, in around Oxfordshire, and then starting again up in Scotland in, in the autumn. Um, but the real heart is to equip, to encourage, to train people who just, there is a deep call on people's life to invest in young people, but sometimes I think we set the bar too low. I think we have mm. the hope that if we love them and if we, if we invest loads of time and resources that someday they may choose to follow Christ. Mm. And I just, I think God, especially, you know, the great commission is, it's not just share the gospel and hope it's, it's invest into them till they come to faith and then train them so they can be the messenger. Um, so good. And that's, so that's what we want to see happen in dream. And, um, my wife's British, so home is here. Um, and if I spend the rest of my life seeing this happen, that would be, that would be exciting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And you've recently, um, released what I think is a brilliant resource called the discipleship pack. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on. And, and actually, uh, you very kindly offered a, a, a discount code, a 15% discount code for, for, uh, listeners of the limitless leadership podcast. So, uh, Stay tuned for that uh, late, later on, guys. But um, so many questions have come to my mind just from what you've said there. I've got to ask you, Carl, about uh, almost a, a throwaway statement, but it, my ears pricked up because you said it. You said um, that it, these kind of really uh, kind of well-resourced churches, you said, were almost overfeeding they're young people what, what do you mean by that how 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 is that possible because yeah. perhaps some of us listening we're thinking well that you know we just want to give them as much resource and, and input as you know uh, as as we possibly can as we help them to follow jesus but uh, i guess maybe you've got a, a different perspective to talk to us about that yeah and i i don't want to be controversial or or offensive so i i think the churches in chicago were really good churches um and they were seeing life life change happen but at least from my growing up, I think there was a concept or an idea that if I, if I impart enough information to people, then that's going to lead to life transformation. And I just have found that not to be true, that in some ways, um, my dad used to talk about, are, are we Dead Sea Christians? Like, we have information, information, information coming in, but there's no outlet to it. There, mm. There's no using it and growing it. And and I think with young people, like in my life, my dad's a minister. So I counted up, I probably sat through about 2000 sermons that he gave me. <laughs> uh, but 
I remember vividly playing basketball and, and taking a break, sitting on the, the hood or the bonnet of our um, yellow gremlin, this ugly car that we used to own, <laughs> and, and talking through like what are some basic foundational faith things that, um, that were questions I had at the time. And, and I think young people are no different. I think we, we teach them way, way more than they, can, than they actually put into practice. And so how do we, how do we change that, that hope that if I just teach them this concept, it's going to guarantee an obedient life? Yeah. How do I train them and come alongside them and, and, and challenge and love them to live that out? Because I know I copy a lot more of how I live out my faith than, than a lesson or a, a, a talk or a book that I've read. So I think it's the same today for teenagers. Yeah, it's really good. You know, the, the thought that information doesn't necessarily lead to transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more to it than that. And we'll come to the more to it, I'm sure. But, I, I, you know, I think it would be really helpful, Carl, just as, as, we, as we get into this conversation to frame it by asking you, how, how do you understand discipleship? How, how do you define it? What, what does it mean in your mind to be a disciple? But also, what does it mean to disciple someone? If it's not just telling them, information about Jesus and who he is what does it mean to disciple someone yeah I know those are great questions Tim I I think I don't think there's any Christian who would disagree with discipleship I mean it's like one of those core Christian words that but I think it has lost a little bit of its meaning or feels like it's one of those things that you should know the answer to but you don't really and so you can't ask the question of what does that really mean um for me, I think it's, I think Paul, I think that the New Testament moves away from discipleship and actually moves to spiritual parenting. Um, and I think in some ways that's a much more helpful image because I can picture parent and I can picture spiritual things. And so that when he's talking in, in Thessalonians there of, I, I shared my life with you, not just yeah. like that to me is a powerful picture of what discipleship is. Yeah. Um, and he says, he says there in that, in that scripture, he says, just as a nursing mother cares for her children, that's how he prefaces that, you know, so we were delighted to share with you, not, you know, uh, not only the gospel of God, but also our lives as well. So the picture is of a, is of a mother, isn't it? In, mm-hmm. in that, and, you know, we were just having that conversation with, on the, on the last episode of the podcast with Johnny Slatter, this idea of spiritual parenting and raising sons and daughters in God. It's a really helpful um, image that, yeah, keep going. So good. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, I, I think it's, so how I would define discipleship is probably just being intentional to take time with someone and to invest, to help them grow, to be like Jesus. Um, and I, I think sometimes we feel like, you know, I've always got to have a sermon to teach them, or I've always got to have a spiritual concept to unpack. Um, but I think there's a I think that's a part of it, definitely. But I also think it's just the young person seeing your life enough that they copy how you talk and they t- they copy how you pray and they copy how you read yeah. your Bible. And and I I think sometimes we assume that I've got to be a teacher in this relationship. So like the sir or the the that type of student pupil. And I think it's I think that's where the spiritual parent is really helpful because. I know for my kids, there's lots of time that we're just doing life together. And then there are some teaching times, but there's also sometimes I'm giving them a, a, a hug and I'm, I'm encouraging them after a hard day. And, and that speaks powerfully to them. So yeah, I, I love that picture. Yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a really good point, Carl, because, you know, when I think to some of the um, leaders, I guess, that I've invested the most in and given the most of my time to, and led alongside, you know, it's in such a way that they've been able to see me lead. And I know this is this isn't just about leadership, you know, um, that that's relevant in discipleship if the person you're discipling has a leadership gift. Mm. Um, and you do, but it, it yeah, it's broader than that as well. But I'm just thinking of 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 the leaders that I've raised up and noticing how they have taken on some of the principles that I hold to in leadership and in some of the ways that I lead and begun to put those into practice themselves. And I don't know that they've necessarily even noticed that Mm. it's kind of happened organically, you know, almost by osmosis 
because of the time that we've spent together and because they've, they've, they've watched me and they've led alongside me. And, 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 and this is, you know, that translates just as you were saying into discipleship, doesn't it? If it's just like, well, an hour a week and here, and here's our youth ministry program, that's not enough access to our life for that osmosis to happen. Is it? And, yeah. and so like you said, Carl, it's like, None, none of us listening to this are going, yeah, you know what? I don't think we should make disciples <laughs> because, you know, we know it's right there. It's the Great Commission. We, we, we all say yes and amen. And perhaps we have a different definition of what discipleship is, like you said. And, and, and so don't necessarily do that disciple making in the way that Jesus did that disciple making. But, you know, why, why don't we do it like that? Why, why don't we do the, the Jesus to the, to the Peter, James and John um, kind of life in, in proximity thing? Why don't we do the Jesus to the 12 thing? We, we do more the Jesus to the 72 thing, don't we? Um, yeah. or, or to the crowd. But, you know, wh- what are the things that you think have prevented us from really doing that as just almost like a non-negotiable of being a disciple of Jesus that we, that we make other disciples? What, 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 what's the hindrance there, Carl? Uh, that's, that's a great question. I, I think, I think there probably are a number of, a number of reasons. Um, I, I think some of it is we're too busy. Um, well, we, you know, I, I, there are some volunteers I know that work a full job, parent a number of kids, um, probably, you know, do sport locally and then come and serve as a volunteer in a, in a, on a Friday night or a, yeah. so to me, it's not about a commitment level. It's probably just about the, the way we're investing our time. And I think there tends to be a greater feeling of if I've got a, a youth event that has the 72, I'd love to have 72 kids at an event. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, sounds, yeah. that sounds really, they're, they're, whenever event has a bigger number, there automatically feels like that's a sign of success. And right, right. That person is a good youth worker or this ministry is moving in a healthy direction. Um, so I think sometimes we get a little bit distracted or deceived by what fruit is really the, the best fruit. Um, very good, very so good. I think, I think it's hard. Like when you prioritize to invest in a couple and let's say it's three and and two of them decide, you know, uh, they fell out, they fell out of a relationship. They've had a hard day, a hard time at school. So they don't believe in God anymore. So now your, your heavy investment into the three is now you've only got one left. So two thirds of your time is like, Oh, they just walked away. And, and can I really cope with that? Um, so it's, it's hard work because it's heavy investment into people you can't guarantee are going right. to make, you know, Jesus lost Judas. So, you know, it wasn't like it was a guaranteed 12 for 12 for him. Even Yeah. Um, I think, I think also we, we haven't been discipled ourselves often. Very good. Yeah. I think for spiritual transfer, spiritual life, I, my, my three-year-old prays like I pray. And it's crazy. We laugh sometimes because she'll use these. She doesn't even have a full vocabulary yet, but she'll use some of these phrases when let's pray to Jesus. She says, it's like, whoever told her that's how you need to start it. But (laughs) it's, and that's how we are as humans that we copy what we see and what we learn. And so I, I don't, I think to say, well, go disciple a group of young people. I think people freeze of, well, what would I even do in that time? Um, Right. Yeah. You know, and and then they default back to other maybe settings where they have experience and and so i think some of it's they haven't seen it and so it's hard to to be the first generation of a discipler yeah it's just so true carl like i shared on the last podcast that i had this you know harrowing moment a, a number of months ago where the holy spirit asked me who am i discipling and i realized that the answer was no one um not in the way that jesus did you know, I was coaching, mentoring, but not discipling in that way. And so I had to then obviously do something about that. I went away and I, I prayed and I fasted and uh, God, God spoke to me about a couple of people. Um, and I remember having that kind of first conversation with them 
about this idea of discipleship and you know saying like saying to them you know this might this might feel like you know a bit strange or this might seem a bit weird as we go on this journey together because we don't really know what it looks like like you said we we haven't been discipled in this way ourselves you know so we uh, and i realized as i said that like that is a shocking truth isn't it that we don't know how to do it because it hasn't been done and it's not like just an ingrained and you know non-negotiable part of who we are as followers of jesus that we disciple people in that way it's a shocking truth that it would would feel weird to do that now i was having a conversation with another uh friend the other day who was saying to me you know his hope is that um the, the question who are you discipling becomes a, a, as normal a question as shall we pray in christian circles you know who are you discipling that that challenge that we should kind of offer to one another to keep ourselves on Jesus agenda for, for raising up, you know, spiritual sons and daughters in, in, in the other language that you use. But it's, it's quite frightening to think that, you know, it's almost like, even though it's an ancient way, it's almost like to, 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 to try and make a disciple in that way is almost, uh, uh, you know, treading a new path because, we don't know where to look to, to see it happening. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, but then I would also say I, there's the other side to it is I think we do have lots of models out there, you know, because I think when I, when, when, whenever we do training with volunteers and we say, well, who is that person of significance in your life? Most people have an individual, a teacher, a coach, a parent, uh, uh, you know, a boss that that took time to see them, know them, to encourage them, and and so that's where I guess I think there we've got to have the challenge of come on, church. We need to be about discipleship, and and let's because that's I think that's the hope for a healthy church. But also, you can do it. Like you, I think we have an underconfidence often of me being a spiritual parent, my life's a mess. I could never, <laughs> or there's this mystical, uh, you know, thing I need to perform in, in this time with a young person and to say, well, no, you know, there are many ways that our world disciples people. Mm. And you probably have experienced that. It's probably the, have you done it with that intention of, I want to see spiritual growth happen? Yeah, and that's the those are the ingredients that we that would be unique to a Christian context. Um, but I, I would want to speak more hope and also encouragement to all these youth volunteers and and and, and youth workers around the country of you can do it because yeah, you have the ability and skill. Um, but it's going to take time and, and it's probably got to be one of the you know, when you put your diary in the week. Start with those. Where are the blocks of time going to be that I'm going to meet with this these young people, or these volunteers that are going to then go meet with young people? Yeah, yeah. Them, so, well, I've got to ask you this thing, Carl, because um, you're absolutely right. You can do it. You, you, you know, we, we we're not all gifted as leaders necessarily, um, but you don't have to have a leadership gift to disciple somebody. Mm. You just have to be a disciple to disciple somebody. Yeah. Um, and. But here's here's the thing that's going on in my mind, Carl. For the youth leader listening who's going, well, I've got 20 young people in my youth group because everybody can disciple somebody, but you can't disciple 20 people. Hmm. So what do they do? Yeah, that's a great question. How, how do they know, like, uh, for want of a better phrase, or maybe not want of a better phrase because it is what Jesus did, who to pick? Yeah. Who to yeah. call? Uh, uh, and and what about those that, that don't get that from them? How does how does the youth leader go about that? Yeah, I think that's a great a great question. Again, often what would stop people from I'm motivated and I'm ready to go, but where do I start and how does that feel just or fair? Um, I, I think when we're trying to train our students of because we're pushing we're challenging pushing them encouraging them to say you've got to have time in your life when you're on this course to to disciple young people. Um, 
some of it is coming up with a filter or grid of, you know, the old acrostic faithful available teachable, you know, who are the young people that just seem to soak up and, and to be responding and, and obeying and, and, and responding to God. Because I think when Jesus spent his selection process, he rubbed shoulders with lots of people before he selected the 12. And so I, I think it's, it's having that criteria or filter in your, as a, in, as a leader of what am I looking for in a potential disciple? Mm. Um, because often, especially maybe when the, when a youth leader is younger and maybe less secure, they often disciple whoever will follow them around. And hmm. just because the young person hangs on, just because the young person doesn't, it likes you, doesn't mean you should be the one that's disciples them, I guess is, is the, the challenge there because they may like you, but have no spiritual interest. Hmm. And so then you've invested a lot of your time and trying to get them to read the Bible and trying to get them to respond to God and trying to get them to obey and their, their constant answer is, I'm not interested. It's not for me. I just want to be around you and because you're fun and, and you care for me and nobody else does. And, and yes, we still need to love those, those young, those people mm. in our group. But I think we need to set the challenge out there to those that identify those that are faithful, available, teachable, or spiritually hungry, or, or being obedient, and then call them into that, that next, that challenge. Like, you know, Jesus, he does have three, you know, come and see, you know, follow me, make, mm. make my disciples. He does put that challenge out there. Um, and it, I don't think it's, it feels like a fair challenge because I would want to give that same challenge to any of the 20. And, but it's only the ones that are hungry, they're going to respond mm. and then live it out. And I think that's what we need to look for are those that that are desperate to say, I want to know God more and I want to live for him and I want to obey and, and to work out how we can then make time to help that flourish. Um, and then hopefully it's, it's, we also can challenge them that, you know what, I'm meeting with you, but do you see the other 18 that are out there in three months or in six months, who are the one of the 18 that you're going to go meet with? That's so it. From that yeah. Original, the original conversation, we're creating this multiplication mindset within yeah. people. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so you, so you you're creating a filter, you know, somebody who's spiritually hungry, somebody who is available, somebody has an appetite to to grow and you're looking for those kinds of people and uh you know, listening for the whispers of the Holy Spirit and identifying people that you can really invest deeply in but with an end goal not just to invest deeply in them but to help them invest deeply in others. But what about Carl because sometimes I think, you know, the 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 discipleship dream is it starts further back than there for me. For me, I wonder if like the, 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 the discipleship dream is that young person who's far from God, who has no interest in God. And uh, you actually, as, as you shared the testimony earlier, you actually have the privilege of leading them to Jesus. And then, you know, going on that discipleship journey with them and perhaps in that instance, I don't know what you think of this, Carl, let me know. The discipleship journey actually begins before they've even made a, a, an express or explicit commitment mm. to Christ. What do you think of that? Do, could, can the discipleship journey start even before that moment or does it start when they acknowledge, yeah, I want to follow Jesus? Yeah, no, I, I think I'm looking for young people that have a, a spiritual hunger and okay. I think that that can go all the way back to, I don't even like Jesus right now, but I'm still drawn to him. And, mm. and, and then it, because, and often I think the ones that you, you get to see come to faith are, it's, it's been a, versus the ones that just grow up with faith. Yes. There often seems to be a greater hunger and a willingness to obey for those yeah. ones that come to faith because they've seen it change their life recently yeah. and they don't want it to stop. They want it to keep going. And so, yes, I would say we we've got to be looking outside of the church context for as many spiritually hungry young people that we can find and then, and then point them to Jesus and then journey with them. So they, can yeah. Do. And as you're talking, Carl, the, the thing that's coming to, to, to my mind is the parable of the sower. 
you know, we're scattering seed and what we're on the lookout for is where is that seed taking root? Hmm. And we know that perhaps those are the young people to invest more, more deeply in. Um, let me ask you this then. Um, the, the thing I'm uh, perhaps nervous about as we have this discipleship conversation, and I think this is a conversation that at this period of time, Carl, the spirit of God is bringing into the center of our attention. And I'm having this conversation with youth leaders everywhere I go right now. Um, and the Lord is speaking about this to loads of people in, in, in really similar ways. And I think it's fascinating. My concern though, is that our response to that will be, oh, well, what we need to do is we need a, a discipleship program mm. or what we need is we need a discipleship resource. Um, and those things can serve us. But the fact is we are living in a period of church history in the 2000 years of the church, you know, where we have access to better resources and more resources and, and better programs and more programs than we have ever had. Mm. And yet we're seeing only nine, only 5% of young people go to church. 95% in the UK don't. And so in spite of all of this resource and all of these, you know, events and programs that we have access to, we, we are not, you know, I mean, it's just an indisputable fact. We're not being effective in disciple making and passing on the gospel from generation to generation, which tells me that in isolation, resources aren't going to do it for us programs aren't going to do it for us would you would you would you agree with that thought would you disagree with it carl and and if you if you would you know why is that the case no i i would agree um i i think we have if we're waiting for a resource or waiting for a program or an event that's going to change a young person's life um I don't think even the most that can happen. I guess I don't want to limit what God's going to do, but yeah. often even those times when that event is the tipping point in their life, it's what's led up to that. And what, what has that young person seen and experienced? Um, you know, even Paul on the road to Emmaus, it, it wasn't the blight, I, you know, I think it was all, it, it was all the Christians living out their faith that had significance when he met Jesus said, yeah, that's why, that's why it's important. But I, I guess the question is, I, I think we've been a little bit distracted because I think if, if every volunteer would have an active relationship with God, they would be fully equipped to disciple somebody. Wow. So, and I think, I think it's because I also think that there's been many times where not only has this Holy Spirit led me to have a conversation with a young person that I didn't even think was interested, but it was the Holy Spirit's prompting. But there's also been many times in the middle of a conversation, the Holy Spirit's given me thoughts. That's like, wow, I didn't even, that was not on my plan and radar, but that's what that young person needed to hear. And so God worked through me. Mm. And, and I, that's where I think, you know, if a young person, I believe, and I, I had a conversation with a church leader that didn't agree with me. So this isn't a universal agreed statement, but I think 16 year olds can be amazing disciplers. Um, now, is there a whole lot that the 16 year old needs to learn about life and faith and, and wisdom and, and, you know, risk management and, and all those things? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but what that 16 year old can share is this is what God taught me this week. And this yes, so day. good. And that's all that another 16, 17, 18, 14 year old needs to hear because it's, it's God is relevant in my life and this is how I'm following him. And that's what's so powerful. And, and then that 16 year old, if they have a relationship to be able to show love or, or challenge into that, to me, that's the whole picture that discipleship can be is I'm sharing what God's doing for me. I'm hearing what you're doing. I'm loving you. And I'm also challenging you when needed to be what God wants you to be as well. Yeah. Um, and we can do it. It, it's not now, we, you know, it's ironic that at the end of this, we're going to talk about a resource. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's because I think sometimes people need 
signposted to where resources are. Yeah. The resources aren't bad, you know. No. Uh, if, if I'm meeting up or if a young person says to me, I'm really struggling with self-esteem issues right now. If I try to, on a piece of paper in the moment, create a great self-esteem I'm not, that's not going to be as good as if I go to a whole resource that people put hours into, but I just need to signpost to that resource rather than think the resource is what is going to do the change because it's my relationship that's going to, sorry, Dan, I cut you off. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's so good, Carl. Yeah, sorry, I'm interrupting you because I'm getting all excited about what you're saying. Uh, So forgive me, but that's exactly it. Resources aren't bad. Programs aren't bad. Events aren't bad they become bad when we outsource our personal discipleship responsibility to them thinking that if the young person does that resource or you know goes to that event or goes through this program they will automatically become a disciple but you know resources and events and, and programs and all those things they do serve us but only when they exist as a uh, as well as uh, what it says on the tin i guess a resource for a pre-existing discipling relationship like the one you've been describing to us, you know, throughout this podcast that is in proximity, that gives access to our life, that enables um, people to, to see, you know, who, who we are uh, in our good days and in, in our bad days. And when we have that kind of relationship with a young person, that's when a resource like the Discipleship Pack really comes to life because it, it it serves to facilitate and give direction and structure to that relationship, but it is not a substitute for it. I, I'm sure you would agree with this, Carl. You know, the first thing that we would we would want leaders to do, you know, to go away from this if if they're being stirred by the Holy Spirit in listening to this podcast, the first thing we would want them to do is not to go away and buy this resource. Mm. The first thing we'd want them to do is to go away and pray and fast and say, Lord Jesus, who do you want me to disciple? And to have that radar, you know, uh, 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 kind of on high alert, as it were, to when they're spending time with their young people, who who is it, Lord? That is the first thing we'd want them to do and to begin that investment. And then after that, you know, when you've done that bit, something like this discipleship pack that you produced, that's when this really comes in, in into its own. Um, but, t- but tell us about it, uh, Carl, because um, I, I've seen it and um, I, I will say, you know, I get asked to like um, look at and plug and promote people's resources all the time. And um, as much as it's all really great stuff, most of the time I don't do that because or else I end up just bombarding people, you know, and like, some kind of salesman and I don't want to do that. But when I got sent this, I just loved it so much because I feel like um, this is the great need, you know, right now it's just that, and it's a simple resource and it, it doesn't do the discipling for us. It's not like we say sit in front of this video and it will disciple you. Um, it, it helps us to disciple the young person. And so tell us a little bit about it, Carl, and about how, how it works. Yeah. So the kind of the reason, because we revi- we've resisted for about 20 years producing any resources because of this whole challenge of what well, it will yeah. do this and that's going to result in this fruit. But one of the things we found is that um, sometimes having a, two, a few hooks or, or places to go to really enables better conversation to happen. And yeah. so we, we, we want... Maybe another term for spiritual parent is also like a spiritual doctor. In, in a sense, as you, as you get to know the young people and, and, or, and hear about what they're struggling with, where, where they need help, you're kind of diagnosing, well, what's the next thing they need to help them get healthier, to become more like Jesus? Yeah. And, and that's where this resource can, I think, really help you because what we've tried to do is say, well, a, a spiritually mature person or a picture of spiritual health is they have a good relationship with God, the up, they have a good relationship with um, the body of Christ, with, with believers, the, the in, they have a good relationship with their world, they're on mission, they're living to see people come to Christ the out. And they have a, a mindset that God's called me to be a disciple maker. And I want to, I want to live that out. So like, that's the dream that they grow fully into those mm. areas. And we stole that. 3DM created the, the words and made yeah, it last yeah, yeah. So it's not ours, but it's really helpful because then 
if when you're meeting with that young person and, and they're, you, it's, it's clear you're diagnosed, oh, they really need to do some learning or some thinking about the relationship with God, then there's, oh, eight or 10 cards that, that almost then you can give back to the young person and say, which of these eight or 10 topics do you want to talk about that will help you right now with what you're working through? Um, and so there's about 40 cards, 10 topics for each of those, those areas that, um, but it should only be a start. There probably could be a hundred cards because once mm. you, you cover those 10 topics about the relationship with God and how you grow that, there's probably another 20 topics out there, but you have had the experience doing this. And so you'll be able to Google the other 10 topics that need to come up or, or study it in your Bible and just bring it out of your Bible as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's the kind of the youth leader is motivated and has taken the time and had the courage to invite the young person to sit down at McDonald's. And while you're sitting there, it's probably good to have some intention of what you want to talk about. And, and this gives you four different areas, how they're doing with God, how they're doing with, with lost people, how they're doing with relationship with the church, the Christians, what God wants to multiply in their life. And then you give the power back to them of you lead this conversation because you, I want you to grow in the ways that you want to, or that God's working in. So you empower them and um, it should, we don't want this to be a high prep where you have to take an hour yeah. to prepare for each discipleship conversation, because I'd rather have you spend a half hour praying and five minutes reading the card than 35 minutes yeah. <laughs> preparing a talk and, and trying to, to get this video ready. And, you know, and, um, and so we, we really want it to primarily it's so that the students we're training can get out there and start practicing. But if it can be a broader resource to the church, we'd love that. Um, if it can help people who are motivated and stuck, how can we help you get unstuck to what you do in those half hour, hour times? So. Mm. Yeah, it's, that is, it's really great. And, and there's just this, uh, simplicity about it. You know, like we said, it, it, it doesn't do the discipling for you, but it, it, it gives you a framework when you have that relationship with a young person, whether it's a one-to-one -one or a one-to-three or, or how, however you're doing that in that, in that smaller setting. Uh, it's almost like a, it's, I guess I would describe it as a holistic set of conversation starters, really. Mm. Would you agree with that? Where there's, yeah, you know, there's, yeah, there's scripture there and there are questions to, to reflect on. It's simple. It's, it's easy to use. And, you know, you, you haven't asked me to promote it. You've just sent it to me and I've seen it and gone, this is brilliant. Mm. Um, and so we do actually have a, a, a special offer for uh, all of you guys listening to the podcast where you can get a 15% discount uh, and to do that, you, you need to go to the Ray Ministries website and, and, and select the resource. And when you go to checkout, use the code LLYouth. Uh, that's LLYouth in capital letters. And if you do that before the end of August, you'll, you'll get 15% off of this discipleship pack. Um, Kyle, what's, what's the website that, that people need to go to to go check that out? We just launched a new one just for this resource, so that was even easier for people. Um, so if you if you type in thediscipleshippack.co.uk, you'll come up to the website. And even if you don't buy the pack, there's a bunch of videos that will hopefully help you answer some of the questions we've been talking about on this podcast as well. Of how do I choose? How do I get started? Um, what 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 about the hard questions? So really good, really good, uh, Carl. I just feel like I want to. I just feel stirred by the spirit, actually, just to talk about one more thing just before we, we finish. And, you know, I feel like the enemy of this stuff, the enemy of discipleship, both in terms of us being disciples and being formed into the likeness of Christ as we follow him, and the thing that most prevents us from discipling others in this way is the thing of busyness mm. because because busyness is the enemy of depth and, and and by busyness i don't look it's not bad to be busy jesus was busy he was on mission he was active you know he he was action oriented he, he he did but he wasn't hurried he wasn't over busy he wasn't overworked and over overstretched and stressed and stretched thin 
um, he had a um, he had a enough margin that he was able to get up very in the, early in the morning and go away to a quiet place and spend time in the presence of his father in solitude. Um, he he understood himself. He knew when to, to get away and to be alone with God, but also he had enough margin to respond to the people in front of him. You know, I'm thinking about the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading a book the other day, and, and I, I love this moment, Carl, where it said that um, Jesus didn't have mission to the woman at the well marked out in his Google calendar. <laughs> Instead, he had enough margin and he was unhurried enough to notice that this is where the spirit was moving in and to stop and to engage in that conversation with her. And one of my concerns that I have, Carl, and I'd love for you to speak to this with what is usually like this program driven model of youth ministry that most of us have. Again, it's not that there's anything wrong with the program, but it can be so resource driven and time consuming that all we have time for in youth ministry is getting our program over the line from one week to the next just making the next week happen, just making the next week happen. And so we don't actually have any time to sit, you know, and deeply engage with these young people in, in the way that, that you're describing. Um, and I feel like just as we begin to wrap this up, Carl, I, I really want to encourage our leaders, like in order to start this, you will need to stop something else. Mm-hmm. And if, and if, starting this if starting to invest in disciple making like jesus did disciple making means stopping part of your program i would want to say stop part of your program because this is the thing that jesus asked us to do um and it's not that programs are bad and they can serve us but they serve us when this disciple making is is happening have you got any reflections carl on or just that thing of of busyness and and how we can get so consumed with just getting from one day to the next one week to the next that we don't have space to be in the presence of God and and, and to disciple others. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a journey in my own life. I'm working through of how to, mm. um, and I think and me, that, yeah. is, that is one of the, the, one of the benefits I've heard lots of people say in different ways of lockdown or this past years is, is kind of a stripping back of, well, what, what is, you know, life isn't, the commitments just haven't been as much because there's not as much happening. Um, I, I think, I think what you're talking about there is really important and really hard. Um, so so I think true. So true. Culture because um, it's to not be busy. It, busy is almost a status symbol. And so, right. Right. Uh, saying, well, I've got time to actually, I, I've got time today. People must think I don't have anything important to do. And I mm. think that's, or I'm not important, which yeah, um, both are hard, but I think it's important. And, and then I think if you're taking the risk of stopping something program wise, you could take heat from parents or from church, other church leadership that, hasn't done this journey with you or doesn't quite understand the rationale or just doesn't agree. Um, but I, I guess I see Jesus is a bit of a revolutionary rebel. And so <laughs> he messes, he messes up religious church structures to see kingdom fruit happen. And, and I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think, I guess I don't believe people, you will get to the end of your time in youth ministry and, and say, Oh, I wish I would have run more programs. I think it'll be that same regret of, I wish I would have had more time for those significant conversations that happened. Mm. Um, and I know for me, I, the programs, it's like, they kind of just blur together, but I can remember those significant spiritual conversation and moments. And that's for me, it's like, well, yes, there is a cost to this, but there's a real invitation, you know, discipling and and those spiritual conversations is such a honor that God gives me to have and and such a privilege. And it's so rewarding. And so in a sense, you, you are getting invited to do one of the best things that you can do with your time as well, because you're in, you, you get 
to be used directly, personally in another person's life in a powerful way to see life change happen. Mm. And that's why we're all doing this in the first place. That's it. That's it. Carl, so good. What what a perfect note on which to to finish this podcast. Thank you uh, for joining us, Carl. Thank you for all that you're doing through through Rain Ministries to just stimulate this this conversation and, and keep us on 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 this agenda of uh, disciple making. Really grateful to you and all and all of your team for for everything that you do. And remember, guys. Uh, the discipleshippack.co.uk use the code LLYouth before the end of August and you can get a a 15% discount on the discipleship pack Uh, and and we just want to say to you you know we do hope that this this podcast and these conversations are 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 stimulating and that they are are challenging but we just also want to encourage you because we know that you spend yourselves on behalf of young people as Carl mentioned earlier on we know that so many of you you know you've got families and, and, and or you're doing education or you've got full-time jobs and you're volunteering uh, in, in your youth ministry and we would just want to say to you you know the smile of God is over your life and um, we don't all have the same amount of time we don't all have the same amount of, of resource we don't all have the same amount of opportunity but the only thing that the Lord asks you and I to do is to do the best with what we've got in our hand so thank you for all that you're doing to invest in the lives of young people I know I say it every time and I make no apology for it you know what are you going to give your life to that's more important than passing on the gospel to the next generation what are you going to give your life to that's more important than being a spiritual parent to a young person and raising them up in the way of faith so keep going don't give up because what you're doing it is so so important and hey if if this conversation has been helpful to you and you think it would be helpful to another youth leader you know please uh, do share it uh, via your socials or, or by uh, rating and reviewing it or, or, uh, wherever you download your podcast from. That just helps it to get into the into the hands of, of the right people. Uh, and we will see you next time on the Limitless Leadership Podcast.